Hello, I'm John Kenny, the Relationship Guy, and Relationship Coach, helping people to create healthy, intimate relationships. Welcome to the show, the show where we talk about all things relationships with a mix of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships to them. Hello, so my guest today is a video confidence and personal power mentor. She helps entrepreneurs who are leaders, change makers and visionaries who desire to achieve things that are even bigger than them. To use the power of video to become and create their legacy. Welcome to the show, Nolene Sliney. Thank you so much for having me, John. I'm really excited about our chat today. Yes, me too. Me too. Uh, We have obviously had a brief conversation before the show and I'm really interested to find out more about what you do. So that was a very brief introduction. Uh, so if you can tell the listeners more about yourself, what you do and how you help. Sure. Okay. Well, I guess I'll t- start with my background in general actually was in the uh, corporate finance. So I worked in the in corporate investment banking business for years. Uh, I was mm. over a decade in that, uh, but that definitely was not my calling. It was not my purpose. And, you know, also the, well, I'm going to say nine to five, it's not really nine to five. Let's be honest. That definitely wasn't for me yeah. either. So I knew that I always wanted to do something that had, you know, a higher purpose, you know, mm. that really meant something and that I felt fulfilled doing as well. And um, so actually I ended up becoming a makeup artist for a while. That's what my business was for a while. Okay. And um, with even with that, what I ended up doing was I had the business fully online well before COVID. So that kind of also kind of feeds into what I do today right. and helping people bring their businesses online as well. But I guess with the video confidence and personal power mentorship, what I do now, again, also really stems from my own experience. So, yeah, I had real blocks around being visible, you know, even photos. As I said, I would only put out like photos of clients. And then I got a bit better at that. Um, And then, of course, video was the thing that was coming into the online world. And everybody Mm. was telling me, you should be going on video now and you would be brilliant. And I'm like are you kidding me? Like, there's no way I want to go on video, putting myself out there and talking and speaking. Because mm. as you know, I know obviously we're going to talk about relationships, but you know, um, the biggest, I guess, way to, you know, figure out who you are and that relationship you have with yourself is to start a business. The yeah. second and best way is to go on video because you see <laughs> yeah. and hear yourself, right? Yeah, and it brings up so much stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it was a journey that I had to go on myself. And again, as I said, perfectionism was something that was a really big um, issue for me as well. And, mm. um, you know, I was re-recording and re-recording things and thinking they had to be perfect before I put them yeah. out there. And likewise, even then with offers that I'd have, like I'd get great ideas for things mm-hmm. and then the perfectionism would kick in and then I wouldn't put them out there or it would take me ages to put them out there because again, they had to be quote unquote perfect. So yeah. I went on this big journey myself of really trying to overcome all of those video visibility blocks but also then the perfectionism side of things as well and this is what I do now today with my clients so Mm. I really what I do is first and foremost help them to you know overcome those blocks of being on video and I really help them with their video confidence and you know a lot of people they talk about okay right I'm going to learn a YouTube channel now how do I have a YouTube channel and Mm. how do I make reels and how all this and all the techie side of things but actually you know even at that I still had a lot of the great tech stuff I had a lot of good stuff and I still wasn't showing up on video so this is what I really help my clients with it's actually the confidence side of it because yes you can have all of those things but Mm. you might still a not show up at all or B, you um, do show up on video, but you still hide parts of yourself. You still don't feel really confident. You still don't speak your, th- your truth. You yeah. know, you're still afraid to say your opinions on things. 
And I help them with this and I help them to use video to get themselves obviously out there and be seen and heard. But Mm. obviously not like everybody's on video now. Great. I help them to stand out as well by just being themselves. And as I said, again, I help them with the perfectionism side of it as well. And also with the selling on video as well, because again, that was something I had huge blocks with myself was worried about being spammy and all this kind of thing and salesy. Um, And again, I help them with all of those things. So they, they get out there and their offers get out there and they can Mm. actually make, you know, create their legacy, make that transformation that they want themselves, but also to help other people to do as well. Yeah. And there's so much, there's so much in that, isn't there? That we, even what you've just said there, because again, I can resonate with a perfectionist. I remember the first video I made for my website was probably about two minutes long and 20 takes probably, (laughs) if if not more. The exact same. Just to make sure that it was the way I wanted it to be. I didn't want to leave anything out. I wanted to make sure I got across the message. I wanted, didn't want to stutter. Didn't want to do all those types of things. And I've done hundreds probably of videos since. And even now, I still probably struggle a little bit with the message, really, I think it is, isn't it? It's, uh, for me, it's like I don't want to leave something out that I know I need to say. And so I get a bit jittery. I try and use a script, then I don't use a script because it looks too wooden and it's all very odd to try and get it right. What difference do you think video makes to someone's business? Um, how how do you think it helps people if they if they do have a video content out there oh it's huge like like I say to people like like video just even take my own business for example like it revolutionized my business right Right. so going back to what you were just saying there which I loved and I could relate to all of that as well was about Mm. the messaging and again this is something that I see so many of my clients struggle with so I was the same I used to think okay so I need I need to say all of these things and I want to get this perfect quote unquote perfect right and I worried so much about about all of that by the time I put something out it was so diluted right Mm -hmm. and I was definitely when it came to writing it was what I used to do and I would put too much then in something and then people had lost in I'd lost interest halfway through let alone people trying to read the thing right so with video what I found was okay obviously I was still worried about that to a point but the more as I said I worked on these you know blocks that I had these mindset um, issues I had that actually I just realized hold on, video is just actually a conversation. Like, Mm. you know, for example, what I used to find was like, let's say you and I like this, we'd be on a Zoom call or something, right? And I could talk to you, no problem about what I do. And the passion would really come out and all of that. And then what I was finding was when I was trying to do it online, writing and things like that, that just wasn't coming out. So what I started to realize with video was, well, actually, I'm good at talking, right? People can pick up on my energy. They're always talking about my energy and my passion. And I realized that that's actually what was coming across on video. And Mm. this is why video, I say, is so important because, you know, you can be the world's best copywriter. You can be the world's best author, right? But when somebody sees you and hears you on a video, it is completely different. Even if they love your words, they love reading what you write. Yeah. It doesn't matter when they see and hear you. It is completely different, you know. So this is why for me, video is so significant to all of us, to what we do. To mm. it, it enhances the relationships we have, even in our personal lives with people, because yeah. we can all still see and hear each other yeah. anytime we want now, right? Mm. And it's the same with our businesses, you know. So with with video, people can instantly visualize who you are, what it's like to work with you, what you stand for. They pick up on that energy, you know, as I say, like I'm always saying, I, t- I talk with my hands quite a lot, you know, yeah. whereas people would never know that about me if they just read what I yeah, do. They wouldn't get your passion either, would they? Like it's interesting what you said about when I'm on other people's podcasts or if I do interviews and stuff like that, like you say, I always think, oh, you know, I could use, I want to use that as a way of promoting myself because 
to talk freely and answer questions and not be scripted and not to be too much in your head about what you're trying to say is always I always find that so much more engaged. I feel so much more passion. And 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 again, if I could get that across in a video, as if someone was actually that's what I might do. I might just ask people to interview me for my videos moving forwards, just uh, so I can get those. Because when I made my documentary, again, it was so much more flowing because I had someone sitting there saying, "What's this about? How do you do this?" Blah blah blah. And it was so much easier for me to get that across. Well, I even said, I've got to use you as an example, John, because when we spoke, I said this to you that when I went to your website and, you know, there was obviously your about and there's lots of text and things like that. And then I spotted one of your videos and I'd read some of your about and it was really good. And your story is interesting. And then I went, oh, no, I want to watch this video. And it was just a five minute video. And in that five minute video, I learned so much more about you than I Mm. did reading anything else on your website. Because, again, I got a sense of who you were. I could pick up. I heard your voice, you know, hearing somebody's voice is so important. And this is why I love the medium of podcasts as well or anything Mm. audio. I feel like, again, that's a really great way to get yourself across. But then the next level of that is actually seeing the person as well because you know again when you when you hear somebody let's say on a podcast as well you're like oh we can hear their voice with their, their accent oh I didn't know they sounded like that and then you get this picture in your head of what that person looks like and then when you see them on a video you're like oh that's so different to what I thought yeah. they were you know or yeah. and again you, you build an even stronger connection with somebody when you see them and hear them you know mm-hmm. that's why movies and things are so and tv shows are so important that's why often you can read a book you know, and you can read the series of books and then they turn it into a TV show or a movie. And it's like, oh, all of a sudden you again, you have a whole new perspective of what that story is or those characters, you know. Everything kind of can come to life in that space, can't you? I was talking to someone very recently about Harry Potter. Oh, And I remember watching, I read all the Harry Potter books and then when they made the films, it was a complete shift from my imagination, from what I pictured it to be to then what it became on film and in some instances I preferred my imagination but in a lot of the cases I actually thought actually I prefer <laughs> prefer what they've done with the characters and stuff on the thing and it's really it was just again you're talking about it was interesting that I've only made that distinction a few weeks ago when I was talking about that yeah and that's the thing we sometimes don't even think about it but it's just you feel something different, right? You mm. don't know what it is even sometimes, but there mm. is something different, you know? Yeah. And as you said, and even like, I'm like you, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. I've read all the books. I've read the books even in German, right? That's how much <laughs> I love them. You know? And I reread them over and over and over again. And I think since they have made them into the movies, when I reread, when I read reread the books and still reread them, again, there might be something that say that was in the book, maybe even the first 10 times I read it. And now that I've seen it in the movie, it has a little bit more significance for me because, again, I can visualize that. I've said, oh, I've seen that in the book or maybe a character that maybe was such a wasn't such a big character, let's say. But because they were in the movie, again, I'm all like, I can hear that person talking yeah. as I'm reading, you know, yeah. and it really it feels. Yeah. It, as I say, it builds that connection even deeper for me. Yeah, I think know? that's the thing, isn't it? That the word connection you've mentioned a few times and it is about connecting with the people that you're trying to get your message across to and 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 I think like they said I don't think there's a better way to do that than for someone to to see you putting yourself out there to be seen exactly and I mean you you are the relationship guy right it is about as you said connection and relationships like I think sometimes you know certainly the old school way of doing business was about yeah just buy my stuff and trying to like trick people or use you know this like marketing psychology and all that stuff and don't get me wrong you know there's obviously still an element of course of that as well Mm -hmm. but it, it is now business now is more about relationship building and it's building those connections with people again I know I keep using that word but it is Mm -hmm. you know even even myself as a buyer like 
when I think about how I buy now as well, it's very different to how I used to buy before. I mean, I, I love animals. So for me, things like cruelty free is very important. Animal welfare is very much a part of what I even mm. do, you know. And um, right. so, again, when I'm buying things, I want to know, do these people, are, are our products cruelty free? What do yeah. they believe in? What do they stand for? And there's a great quote from Emma Watson, actually, Susie, you're obviously a Harry right. Potter fan as well. And Emma Watson says, when I buy something now, she said, I want to know who made it, where it's made, why it was made, how it was made, etc. And I love that because that's how I buy as well. Right. And, you know, even if I'm buying clothing, like, for example, I was buying a pair of sneakers the other day. And the brand that I was buying for, I was like, oh, my God, I love this brand. Like they have everything that I believe in it. Like they're vegan. They're, um, you know, they're about sustainability. You know, the people, they have even full transparency about, you right. know, who they um, who makes the clothing, who makes mm -hmm. everything and um, how they give back. And I'm like, I love that. And I do feel that, especially in the online world now as well that is so important to have, you know? And again, that's also going to distinguish you from everybody else. There's so mm. many people online, right? Yeah. But what's going to make you stand out is actually when you do like that show up on video and you're sharing, this is who I am, or you're sharing even your personal story. Because again, that maybe their personal story isn't related to what, you know, what they're selling, mm. but it doesn't matter. It's still like, oh my God, maybe you've been through that as well. Or maybe yeah. it's just interesting to you, yeah. you know? Yeah. Even if it's not, really relevant to maybe what you do you it's still about that connection is it someone said if someone can see who you are as, as a person that's going to resonate somewhere with them either in a negative positive or, or whatever way but they're gonna they're gonna make some kind of connection to you one way or the other exactly and as I said when I heard your story like one of the things I said to you was like oh you used to be a firefighter mm. now that has nothing to do with what you do and, you know, but for me, I have family who are firefighters. So that's mm. very significant for me. Yeah. So that would make you stand out to me more than somebody else. So I just read, yeah, okay. So they teach about relationships. They're great. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to remember, oh, that's the guy that's, that was, used to be a firefighter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And again, maybe it says something also maybe about me. Yes. Because again, I like it when I talk about it, I say I've always been in the service industry. So, which is one of the things I want to come on to uh, about you, but it's, it's, there is a connection there between what I do and what I used to do. Because I've always helped people in some way, shape or form. And I needed to find a thing that really was mine that I felt the best doing. Um, and it took me a long time to get there, which then brings me on to your change of career. How, how did you, because for years into the finance space, what made you sort of think, actually, this isn't this isn't the right thing for me to be doing? So I think I figured that out pretty early on, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I always told, I guess, right. So it goes back to when I was a child, really. I, I just, I knew early on, like the age of seven or eight, I want to work for myself someday. Right. Partly stubborn because I was like, I don't want somebody to tell me what to do for the rest <laughs> of my life, right? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be able to do my own thing, right? Um, but there was absolutely no entrepreneurs in my family. Like I grew up in a very working class family, very, you know, ordinary I'm kind of using that term, you know, um, but, you know, there was no like working class area. There was no entrepreneurs, but mm. I just knew, no, I wanted to, as I said, wanted to work for myself and also seeing, you know, my, my family and seeing adults always complaining as well about, oh, you know, like their bosses. And I was like, there must be more to life than this. Right. So mm. again, a bit like yourself, I knew that I wanted to make an impact in the world. I want to do something significant that was more than just a nine to five, that more was just I'm paying, working to pay bills. Yeah. Um, so 
unfortunately I did end up in that industry or that in that kind of environment for so long because I went through you know I went to college I studied you know finance in college and then it was like okay and actually I ended up working in the travel industry when I came out of college for a while which I loved so because I I love traveling so you know it was great for me to be in that but then I ended up going into the finance industry and um, I ended up staying in that for 10 years and I fell into the trap of staying in that for so long, even though I knew for a long time before that I wanted to get out of it. Mm. Um, but again, I and stupidly, I was like, at one point I thought, oh, well, I'm too old now to change my career or change anything. When I, one day, I, my big aha moment was one day when I realized, bloody hell, Nolan, you have like about 30 years left of your work in life. Are you kidding me? Like, I was like, <laughs> no way, that's it. Like, I have got to do something about this. Yeah. ASAP you yeah. know but that was my light bulb moment and um as I say I ended up actually in the makeup industry then for a while so we were living in Munich at the time and um I ended up training in a, in a makeup school there and I did really enjoy it for a while because again it was a lot about um helping people with confidence for me you know makeup wasn't just about oh put on makeup and it's about looking pretty like yeah that's a part of it but for me it went so much more deeper it was about self-care it was about confidence it was about expressing your personality um so again yeah and I did always wonder how the hell is my like I thought did I waste all those years of my life and finance like how am I doing that but actually it was really great for me from a business perspective so number one when I was in the finance industry that I was in corporate finance so it was like working with banks all around the world and I was so used to working internationally so I was used to working with different cultures you know and secondly it also helped me a bit well it's not fully helping with business because obviously you know as you know when you work for yourself it's completely different but at the same time I still had a bit of that business acumen and business know-how how I knew how to deal with people and customers you know so it was really good that I was able to bring that and whilst I wasn't technically helping people per se the way I do now there were still elements of everything that I've done that have led to where I am now. Mm-hmm. You know, does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. 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 Well, you picked up whatever you could take from that experience. Yeah. You picked those bits out and, and put them into helping you to kind of then start your own journey. Exactly. Yeah. And then obviously again, like you said, that then led on to the video. So the, so that's always been a thing there for you when you realized you wanted to be an entrepreneur was actually how can you help people to uh, build their confidence? And I guess that, how, where where do you think that resonates with you as a, as a person as well? Like you said about perfectionism earlier on, is that something that you've struggled with? Is that kind of how you see yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. And I feel that everything I've ever done has always been from my own experiences. And then when I've overcome it, I love to share that with other people and help them do the same. You know, it's interesting, actually, because um, I posted a a post last week on my Facebook profile and um, it kind of sparked a conversation. And there was a lady in there that commented and she was saying, because I, I was saying, I, I think it was actually about perfectionism. I think that's what the post was. Mm. And I was saying, yeah, I said, like, you know, I've overcome this now. So, oh God, I, I, I just love to help people with this as well, you know. And she was telling me this story of how there's a lady she knows. I, I don't know what the thing is this woman does, but she said she complains that, okay, she's overcome this thing. And now she complains that people aren't where she is now. And she doesn't All want right. to help them. And I was like, that is insane to me. Mm. Like, because why wouldn't I share what I've learned if I can help somebody else to do the same yeah you know and that's a huge part of it because I know what it's like not to have confidence I know what it's like not to believe in yourself and it feels bloody awful like Mm. it's horrendous because not just even in your business like it it affects every part of your life Mm. you know 
It will reflect your personal relationships, whether you have boundaries or not. I mean, again, that's something that I had to massively, um, you know, there was so much conditioning in my life that I had to, oh, oh, no, you've done the same, right? Of what we're told we're supposed to be like, especially as a woman, right? You know, and it's like, you know, be seen and not heard, this Mm. type of thing. Of course, then I had visibility blocks, right? When you think (laughs) about this kind of thing, or things like I was told, self-praise is no praise. Jesus, like, I mean, it's ridiculous. That that took me such a long time to get over, you know? And it was all these fears of judgment were there for me as well, massively, you know? And and they probably still there a bit because you never fully get over this stuff, right? Because we're human, right? And of course we care to a point, but it's not letting those things affect you anymore, you know? And if they do, they do very quickly being able to say, actually, that's this this doesn't need to be my issue anymore. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. And because we do take on so many of everybody else's beliefs, right? Mm. Because when we're children, as you know, I mean, that's when we do pick up some of this, so much of this stuff. And then even though there's a part of you going, okay, well, that doesn't really make sense. Mm. You know, you're telling me on one hand, like, like, love yourself, feel confident in yourself. But then on the other hand, you've been told these things, like, as I said, self-praise is no praise. Mm. Um, and you're like, okay, so hold on, I'm supposed to love myself. But then on the other hand, I'm not supposed to do it. I'm supposed to wait for other people to tell me. And then mixed messaging. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, and you end up going towards this one then. And you're like, well, that's what everybody else is doing. And yeah. it takes so long to decondition decondition yourself yeah. from that. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I was brought up in a household where if you were to, not that I did it very often but if I was trying to appear to be something and push boost myself I was a show-off or being arrogant or no it was very much quashed and you're not allowed to do that type of thing and every bit of praise I was trying to get was very much based on how everybody else was feeling so it was always leading myself down the garden path of failure and again maybe where the perfectionism type the judgment comes in because no matter how good I was or bad I was, I was always treated in, a, in the same type of way. Yeah. Um, and nothing I ever tried would ever work to make anybody see me in a different way. So, you know, like you said, and then to try and put yourself out into the world to be seen can be very difficult at that point because you don't know how to self-praise. You don't know how to self-soothe. You don't know how to show yourself self-compassion. You don't know how to boost your confidence in yourself. And you're always waiting for someone to strike you down. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly what a hundred percent. And and as you say, like the perfectionism for me as well is, you know, look, there's all the surface level stuff of what perfectionism is and all this kind of thing. But really, when we go deep, it always comes down to that fear of judgment, as you said. And mm-hmm. it is about looking for outside affirmation, you know. And then you know that brings up a lot of the self judgment as well, you know, mm-hmm. because again, that's all fed into that pot of what we're supposed to think of ourselves and what but it's only ever about what other people think of you really when when reality it isn't and then again as you said when we start a business we're told then the opposite right of like you know it's it's not about being arrogant but it is about right you've got to sell yourself now and you've got to show that you're you really fully believe in what you do and there you go okay I know that but yeah how do I do that you know (laughs) you've been telling me this one way for years and now I've got to do this I was trying to do it that way and oh god like it's so it's so difficult sometimes Mm. you know and yeah. this is where for me as well, like getting help with this was was hugely important. You know, I'm definitely someone who's very much a self-starter. I'm definitely able to, you know, motivate myself. And, you know, I have huge goals and things like that. But I also realized as well at one point, OK, I do actually need help. And that's why, you know, coaching and mentorship was very important for me as well. Mm-hmm. And when I still have coaches and mentors now because I f- fully believe that, you know, even as coaches and mentors, we also have to have coaches and mentors, you know, because. Mm-hmm. 
you don't see the stuff yourself sometimes yeah. the blinkers are on and it's very much easier to help somebody else sometimes than to do this oh, yourself. Definitely. yeah most definitely yeah. <laughs> actually i had this conversation very very recently and someone said like you don't listen to yourself <laughs> god no you know you, you give do, do as i say not as i do type yeah, of exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, I do my best to listen to myself but yeah, sometimes yeah. i just miss the message you know but, yeah, exactly <laughs> because it's my stuff and like you said we're always going to carry a certain amount of this baggage for want of a better word that we've been instilled in us over many 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 years it's just how long it takes us I think then to say okay this stuff isn't serving me any longer and I need to let it go and do the thing I need to be doing want to be doing right now to move myself forward um on on, with the relationship side you already said that you were conditioned in quite a quite a um a way that you weren't able to see yourself in a positive Tell me a little bit about relationships and the, how they've been significant to you in your life. And maybe again, a little bit more about that, how they've imprinted on you to make you see yourself in a certain way. So, do you mean like personal relationships? Is that yeah, you if you don't mind sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I feel that like for all of us as humans, like, you know, the people you grow up with, whether that be the traditional type family, you know, mum, dad, etc., or whatever type people you're surrounded with has such a significance on you, you know, mm. one way or the other. That can be good. It can be bad. It can be somewhere in the middle. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I also think as well that, you know, this is something as well that I had to realize as I got older as well, is that, you know, yes, my parents told me all of this stuff. And sometimes it wasn't great. Some of that stuff, you know, but they also did the best they could as well, mm-hmm. you know, because they were also conditioned like this. That's what yeah. they grew up at. And it's gone through the generations. And I've got to a point where I realized, OK, I was brought up with all of this, but I, I have to now it's my turn to break that pattern you know and I want to be the first one in my you know my not generation but in my family that thinks differently and does mm. differently you yeah. know and, and has a much more empowered um way of living you know um so yeah like relationships are fundamental for that and I feel as well when you start to get to that phase where you do realize this stuff and you're like okay I, I want to change this what happened to me was like a lot of the people that I used to be in my life are no longer in my life right and that was very difficult for me for a long time Mm. I took it very personally I took it as okay then I must be a bitch sorry I don't know if I'm allowed to use those kind of words here right on the podcast but I did I thought that oh my god and I had to go through again that was another whole layer of stuff that I had to go through as well as like trying to up level myself yeah I felt like that also kind of brought me down for a while and I had to really work through that and that Mm -hmm. really now I see it all in a different light, of course. Yeah. I, you know, whilst it was extremely tough at the time, and I'm talking about people that were very close to me, like yeah. family even, right? Okay. Without going into too much detail and all that on it, right? But it yeah. was really difficult, right? Yeah. But it also was the making of me, right? right? Because it made me have a whole new relationship with myself, mm-hmm. you know? And it was, um, don't get me to say, look, obviously, of course, it was very tough. But yeah. um, as I said, it was really, it, it made me see myself in a different light. It built resilience in me as well. Mm. And it made me love myself more. Mm. It really did. Because I stopped relying on outside affirmation. and yeah. thinking, I need all of this stuff or this stuff from people or people to yeah. define me. And I realized I really don't need all of that. And that was the most liberating thing in the world. It took me a while to get there. Yeah. It really did. Yeah. And now the relationships I have with people now, you know, um, again, I've got a lot more comfortable with people coming in and out of my life because it's yeah. just the cycle of life, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it's made me realize that if someone doesn't want to be my friend anymore, that's okay. 
we're just at different stages now maybe mm. we were at one point like we were exactly the same and it was great yeah. and then we've drifted just because that's how life is and there's no animosity there or anything it's just like of course there's a bit of sadness sometimes when someone is you know you've had a great relationship with someone they're nowhere along in your life but I'm okay with that now you know yeah. and again I'm very very choosy about the people who are in my life yeah. it's very much about um quality over quantity mm. you know and um, I don't have a huge amount of friends and I'm very comfortable with that because I don't need a lot of friends mm. you know so yeah and hopefully that kind of answers that question for yeah, you there. I think that's really interesting what you said I think there's, there's there's still some self-reflection that goes on as well but before when you would judge yourself like you said call yourself a bitch and whatever I must be an issue with me that these people are no longer around but reflecting on actually how you've changed some of the changes you needed to make and how they didn't fit into your life anymore but it's always important. I think you said you still need to reflect on that space and go, okay, is this is this okay that this person's coming in and out of my life? And then, okay, yeah, this is okay that this person's coming in and out of my life. I'm not doing anything significantly yes. differently or wrongly or whatever it is. And this this person may just be coming here for a reason and that's the reason they're here and now they've gone. And they say, like you said, then it's okay to process the emotional attachment that you might have to that relationship as well and and I think that's a big thing that comes into the kind of work that I do with trying to create the kind of healthy relationships with people is there is a certain amount of resistance that will kick in because as you start to address the relationship with yourself and relationship with others, people will want you to fit still into the box that they've put you in and you've always fitted in for them. And that can be a really difficult space to say, okay, I need to get out of this box now and find my own box. And they need to be able to live with my box or they're not going to be part of my life anymore absolutely true absolutely true and again what you what I found is and I know that obviously in the work that you do is the same in your own journey is that when we as I said liberate ourselves from that baggage as you said that was a great word it actually enhances the relationships you do have you know mm. it, it because again we're, again we're, we're kind of brought up to have this thing about it's not, it's not about, um, it's like someone else has to love you first before you love yourself, right? Uh, someone else has to respect you first before you respect yourself. Yeah. And when you start to go on this journey and this stuff, you realize actually it's total opposite way around. Yeah. It's, it has to all come from you first. The love, you have to love yourself first. You have to respect, respect yourself first. And I know that sounds maybe cheesy, but it's true. It's just how it is, right? Mm. And when we realize that, as I said, for me, like I don't have a huge amount of friends, but the ones that I have, are top quality right yeah, and yeah. that has made everything so much better in my life you know and again it's also about I don't need those people in my life it's just it's really nice to have them and again it mm. takes away that I don't need that but I want them mm. you should want people not yeah. need people you yeah. know and I definitely I know I was that's what I had for a long time or at least I thought that's what it was I thought that I needed those people and mm. I didn't and as you said as well when you go on these kind of journeys yourself and you up level you know, there are going to be people that are going to be triggered by that. And what I also realized as well is that it wasn't necessarily about me. Like they would say, well, you've changed and you're different and you're all this. But actually it was about themselves, mm. you know. Um, and I was probably like that at some point as well. Oh, you know, yeah. maybe when I saw other people up leveling. Yeah. I mean, we definitely know? were, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. again, that's what we were taught to do, right? Yeah. You know, I think that's a transition that's quite, can be quite difficult because when we grow up, we do need people, don't we? Yeah. We can't survive without them. So we do need people yeah. in our lives and no matter how yeah. positive or detrimental they can be to our lives we still need them to be there yeah. and I think that's that's a shift that we need to make when we get older is like okay this is the shift now I don't need these people yeah. because I can I, I just need myself I just need to be nice to myself and have a really good relationship with me 
And that will influence everything else that then comes towards me in life and the things I'm able to do. But that's there's a very, a very fine line then between trying to sort of say, because especially with family, it's a really difficult space to bridge, isn't it? Because you you still think probably that you need these people in your life. But like you said, it's a very much make a choice. Actually, you know what? I want these people in my life and I'm going to choose to have them there, but it needs to fit with how I want this relationship to be. Exactly. Exactly. And that's where the self-respect comes in as mm. well, you know. Um, so, yeah, and, and absolutely, as you said, it's a very fine line. It really is that fine line. And it's something that needs to be worked on. But as you said, like, it's actually when when we ditch that thinking, OK, I do need these people. Actually, you do end up getting the relationships you want anyway. You get all the stuff that you actually want, mm. you know, because you have ditched all that baggage of that stuff that you think you need or those people you need, but you don't, you know. And I think as well with family, you know, that there's this thing that, you know, family's everything. And of course, family's important. But, you know, again, what happened for me was when my family stuff came up, I realized actually I took friendships a lot more seriously then. Because I used to think, oh, well, family's everything because that's what you were brought up to think, right? Yeah. And I realized actually, oh, oh my God, like I'm so grateful for the friendships I have. And yeah. that deepened the relationship, those relationships actually even more yeah. for me. And with, with, again, it really is you choose your friends, you don't choose your family, you know? And I'm not I, I'm not trying to sit here and like, I'm not bitching about my family because my family are my family and they brought me up and, you know, I have so much respect in the world for them. Yeah. Um, but I think it's sometimes it is okay to say, you know what, like, as I say, we sit here, if somebody was treating you like crap or speaking to you in a disrespectful way, you'd say, hold on a second, that, that's yeah. not right. But right. sometimes we do, we allow people that are close to us to do that to us. And it's not right. It's not good for anybody to do that. Nobody's no. allowed to do that. You're not even allowed to do that to yourself. No. You know, it's wrong for you to speak to yourself that way. It's wrong for anybody to speak to you that way, whether it be a friend, your boss, mm. a client, your your mother, you know. Yeah. I think it's, it's you said about the conditioning earlier on, but if you've been conditioned into that space to allow and that's the only kind of relationship you can have with that person sometimes, right? And, and again, you you accept that that's the only relationship you can have with that person because if you decide not to allow them to speak to you in that way, it causes arguments, friction, whatever it might be, and then the dynamic changes. And then you might feel, again, if if you're that kind of way inclined, that actually, what have I done wrong? This person no, no longer no wants to own me. I don't want to rock the boat. Whatever that kind of mindset you might have. And again, it's really important that you, like you said, that you say, actually, that's not okay. Yeah. And if they're not okay with that not being okay, then they're not going to bring anything valuable to my life. And I need to manage that relationship and choose to have that relationship in a space which is best for me moving forward. Absolutely. And again, you know, something, I don't know if this was your experience, John, but for mine as well, again, I was repeating that pattern outside of my family. As well, right? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so this is the thing, like, you know, and we're sitting there going, why don't I have the, why does nobody respect me? Why don't they have the relationships I want? But that's because yeah. I was putting that out there as well, because I was allowing it happen to one in one area of my life. Well, then I was allowing it happen in all areas of my life. Yeah you know yeah. so again when I when I worked on this and I changed that dynamic you know and changed that as I create that pattern interrupt and um, you know it also allowed me as well to have more empathy um for the people that were maybe say I thought were being mean to me or whatever mm. you know um because again they have their everybody has their stuff right you know um and again it's probably a lot of the baggage that they've brought with them it's just that maybe they never got to deal with it you know or maybe never had the opportunity or just never thought it's something you ever deal with you know yeah. um so yeah so I always try they to put... they don't even know they have to deal with it right because exactly. most people I think if they're I think there's a thing that uh, I think he's actually said it in my documentary but there's I think it's about 95 percent of the population just go around doing what they do 
they're not aware of why they're doing what they're doing. They never take the time to reflect on to do why they do what they're doing. They just do what they've been conditioned to do and what they believe is the thing that they need to be doing. And they don't sit back and go, okay, why am I actually doing this? Do I need to be doing this? And and can I change this if I really want to? Um, And that's a very interesting space. And again, if we know that, then we are in a much healthier position as well because we're going, okay, I know they're doing that for whatever reason they're doing that for. It's going to have to do with me. Unless, like you said earlier on as well, which is very interesting because I always found, especially when I started working for myself sort of seven or eight years ago, I always chose to work with people that never followed through with what they were doing or what they were supposed to do or what they promised me to do. And again, if I look back on my conditioning, a lot of the experiences I've had is people not doing what I think they should be doing or what they promised me that they're going to do. So my expectations of people have been very much based in I'm going to be let down. So I then chose a lot of people to work with and do some work uh, work alongside that actually I felt that they, they would then let me down, whereas really I was choosing them yes. because they were never going to follow through with the things I needed them to do. That's such a juicy one. That is so true. That is something else. And I have also experienced that, of course, as well in my business. You know, we can use it like, you know, if, say, um, you're somebody who never invests in yourself, then you're going to get people who don't invest in themselves either, right? Yeah. You know, we can even make it as basic as that. And it's so true. And I really do feel that we are a mirror reflection often. Mm-hmm. you know of like whatever we're getting reflected back that's often okay well i need to look inside here where am i doing this yeah yeah you know yeah, yeah most definitely um we haven't got a long left unfortunately today so if people were interested in finding out more about you uh, maybe even wanted to talk to you about how they can work on their video presence and getting themselves out how do how do people reach out Sure. So um, I'm mostly on social media and mostly on Facebook, but I am on LinkedIn as well. Um, and I'm just on there as my name, which is Nolene Sliney. So N-O-L-E-E-N-S-L-I-N-E-Y. So I'm the only Nolene Sliney. Very easy. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> uh, and that those links, if you want to reach out to Nolene, will, will be in the show notes. There's also uh, a freebie that you've got to uh, to offer the, the listeners today. There is. Yes. And this is definitely going to help with the video confidence, with selling confidence and that relationship you have with yourself as well. And so basically in the guide, I have three ways you can use video to sell that doesn't involve webinars, that doesn't even involve going live on social media. Um, So they're very, very quick and simple ways that you can use to actually start, you know, getting your amazing transformational offers out there into the world. And so do go and download it because it's really going to help you. You can literally implement them right away. And I'm all about implementation. There's no point sitting there and reading stuff and going, oh, yeah, that's great. Whatever. Like, we've got to take the action as well. So this will really help you to do that. So that's called a free uh, three quick and simple ways to sell on video, I believe. That's it. Yes. Exactly. And again, if you want to download the the freebie, then the, the the link for that will also be in the notes. It's been amazing talking to you today. And, and again, as, as so often I when I have these conversations, we could carry on for a lot longer. Um, um, and maybe again, this is one of those instances where we need to have you as a return guest. And, oh, and I would be honoured to. Yes, I feel there's so much more we have to say here, Dan. <laughs> most, most definitely. It's a shame we need to break it now. If you have a kind of a words of wisdom or a favourite quote that you would like to share before we finished up, Oh, yes. Um, one of, Actually, one of my favorite quotes, I think this fits in perfectly for what we're talking about today. Um, it's from Henry Ford. And the quote is, um, if you think you can, so if you think you are or you aren't, you're right. You can also put if you think you can or you can't, you're right. But I really love that saying. And um, because it again, it really feeds into the, you know, 
the thing about worrying about people and you know thinking yourself you know what do you think about yourself mm. um so yeah that's that's one of my favorite quotes that I live by um you know and again if I was to kind of put my own spin on it what I would say is you know what other people think of you is none of your business so just don't <laughs> worry about it you know just show up and be yourself because there's going to be people who like you and there's going to be people who don't you can't control it either way yeah. And you don't need that approval from people. Like, for example, when it comes to videos, like people often think, oh, my God, I'm not getting any comments or likes. This must mean I'm really bad at what I do or people think I'm crap. And I'm like, no, there's like a million reasons why someone doesn't leave a comment or like. And mm. actually, most of the clients I work with don't leave comments and likes on my their videos, but they've seen them. Yeah. They've seen my videos. Right. So just don't let that stop you from showing up in the world in any format, whether it be in video or in any other way, because mm. you can't control it. So you may as well just ditch that baggage, liberate yourself from that and just show up as yourself. Yeah, I think that's amazing. One of the, the one of the things that really resonated with me when I first started doing this was I'm not going to use the word the guy used because it's it's, it's a very rude word. <laughs> uh, he said some people are going to think you're a. Yeah, I think I know the word. <laughs> he said some people are going to think you're the messiah. Yeah, yeah. And some people are just not going to care either way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, don't worry about the two Messiah. Don't worry about the people that don't care or the other people that think you're a bleep. Yeah. So yeah. The other people are the ones that are going to be really interested in what you're trying to say. And they're the only people you need to worry about. Because if they if you don't resonate with someone, you don't resonate with someone. If they don't believe in what you're saying, they don't believe in what you're saying. As long as you do, exactly. there will be people out there that believe in it as well. Yeah. And, and I'll just add one last thing to that as well. It's not personal when someone doesn't like you we you don't like people I don't like people it's just sometimes it's just it, you know the energy yeah. isn't there or what they're saying is not what you know my cup of tea mm -hmm. or how they say it it's fine it doesn't mean I'm going oh my god that person is terrible or whatever you know and I think we have to start realizing that about ourselves as well you mm -hmm. know that it's okay one way or the other it's okay if someone likes you and and again maybe that this is a mantra I I always use as well it's safe for people not to like me mm -hmm. You know, because again, I feel there's a little bit of a safety thing there, right? Yeah. You know, it's like it's unsafe if I'm not liked. Well, it's not possible. Like, get you know, we have to get used to that. Not everybody is going to like you. It's just yeah. life. It's yeah. just normal, you know. Yeah. And you, you know what? You don't want everybody to like you because they might not be your people. Going back no. to what you were saying about some of these clients might not be your ideal clients. They might like you, but you might not want to work with them. You know? Mm. Yeah. So, again, yeah. that's that's a really interesting point as well, which we could go into. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that again it's just because someone wants to work with you it doesn't necessarily mean they're the right person for you to work with yeah. uh, and again that's a, a thing that's very something that I've had to take on board over the last few years when I was a therapist it was everyone who needed therapy came to me and you know you you'd work with them because they needed therapy and, and even though sometimes uh, I would sit there and go okay, I'm not really sure if I want to work with this person I didn't feel like I had the choice and now it's like, oh, no, of course I've got the choice. If I don't feel like we're a good, we're a good fit, and I can't help you to the greatest extent possible, then then I'm not going to do you the service that you deserve, um, and I'm not going to do myself the service I deserve by working with people that I really can't help or don't feel comfortable working with in that space. So true. As you said, that's a point we could talk about all day long, even as well. <laughs> Thank you again for your time today. It's been absolutely amazing talking to you. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute joy to be here and a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, follow and review the show. That is very much appreciated. And please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy, intimate relationships in your life. I will leave you with this quote from Carl Bond. 
Although we can't go back and make a brand new start, we can start now and make a brand new ending. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Guide.